I'm really into just being in the present moment and doing things in that moment that, you know, make me happy and try not to think about things that I have no control of. When it comes to hockey, I'm never going to have control over hockey. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be able to justify where we live or where he is or what we're doing or if he gets a trade or if he's injured. Like, I'm never going to have control. I know for now on that I just have to place that on the back burner in my mind. What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network, Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey, and so much more. For hockey expats, by hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Hi guys, welcome back to Breaking the Ice. I hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever and whenever you're listening to this new episode. I'm super happy because I feel like this week a ton of new girls have found the podcast through this game day challenge and I don't know if you guys have been watching my stories, but I saw this thing on Instagram where people were kind of teasing their husbands and saying all the things that they do around the house, but really filming their husband's reactions and the things they were saying they were doing, they don't actually do. And the reactions were so priceless. And after talking to a couple other hockey girls, I knew we had to do one of our own. So enter game day challenge. So basically it's the same thing where you film your husband, your boyfriend, your significant other, where you're talking about all the things that you do on game day. So You can be as dramatic as possible, and it's honestly hilarious, the reactions. And I also just want to say more power to you if you actually do all these things, because that's amazing. I definitely don't. Maybe I should. (laughs) But you know, it's called balance, and sometimes you can't do it all. So if you have not seen them as they were happening live, I did create a highlight on my profile where you can go down and rewatch them. Um, they are seriously hilarious. They're making my day. And if you haven't done that yet to your husband or boyfriend, please do it. It's so entertaining. And make sure to tag the podcast so I can reshare it because I know people are really loving them. Today on the podcast, my guests and I talked about a lot of different things. So for starters, her boyfriend is he plays in the AHL and the NHL. So we talk a lot about the ups and downs of hockey. And if you've been through that, you know what it's like, you know how difficult it can be. And right now he is actually up in the NHL, in the NHL bubble. And so we talk a little bit about what's going on with that and what she anticipates is going to happen moving forward and how they're kind of handling everything with COVID. We also talk about just letting go of the control of hockey. I think most of us could probably fully admit that sometimes we still feel like we need to control little things or we kind of feel out of control when these things are happening to us and really trying to find ways to cope with that lack of control and not really like exerting it into other directions. But yeah, I love my guest's perspective on just how she was able to kind of let go of the control of hockey, but also willing to admit that it's always going to make her uncomfortable 
and it's always going to give her a little bit of anxiety, but she knows that she can't really attach so much meaning onto having that sense of control because she never will have it. We also talk about friends. And it's interesting because I've actually been listening to various podcasts and it seems to be kind of like a hot topic right now of like letting go of friends and figuring out like who your friends are. I actually was reading this book the other day and I'm going to read a little bit just like two sentences out of the book for you because I want you to hear and it might be something that you resonate as well. But it talks about distancing yourself from the negative. Take inventory of your friendships, who feeds you, who inspires you, who do you feel good being around. I have different levels of friendships that change as I change. This really resonated with me. I truly believe that you can find your way back to friends. I think throughout your lifetime, there are certain things that happen that reconnect you with people. For example, if you get pregnant at the same time as your old friend, that might bring you back together. Or if you're going through a similar life circumstance or grief or whatever that is, it can really reconnect people. But I also believe that there is a time to let go of friendships. And this can feel really hard sometimes, especially if it's like an old, long friend. We kind of feel that we shouldn't let it go or we've been friends for so long that we have to work it out. But sometimes you really just grow apart from people and you're just not the same and your friendship is not the same anymore. I think in your gut, you will know which friendships are worth fighting for and which you need to let go of. I think that's okay. I definitely am someone that has a hard time letting go of people and friends and it's it can hurt. I notice who shows up for me consistently and it definitely highlights the people that fall back and don't show up at all. Social media has a really weird way of warping people to think they're still in touch with you by liking something or commenting something and it's not true. <laughs> so just pay attention to how people make you feel which friends make you feel good and lift you up. Make sure to just cherish and honor those people and don't sweat the people that don't care. We had a good conversation about this. We were definitely on the same page. We only resonated with what each other was saying. Without further ado, I would love to introduce my guest, Drew. Like I said, we talk about a bunch of different things that I think will really resonate with you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm super excited. So let's start off and I want you to just tell everybody a little bit about where you guys have been and played up until the point where you are at now. For juniors, like he was in my city, so Windsor, Ontario. He played for the Spitfires and then he signed to the Canucks three years ago and he signed an entry-level contract. So for the past three years, we've been with the Canucks affiliation, we've been up with the Canucks, and then we've been down with um, the Utica Comets in New York City, or New- upstate New York, not New York City. And so you you mentioned you guys kind of started off as like being best friends, and you went through a year of long distance. So do you feel like the foundation of being friends first helped you guys navigate through that long distance so quickly? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it definitely played a role. Um, how I like to explain it is that I saw, you know, all hockey boys, I feel like have a little bit of a reputation to them, right? Mm-hmm. So I had, I, 
a year and a half of being around him and not dating him. So I would hang out um, with him and a couple of the guys on the team and a couple of my friends and we would go out and I would see how he was. And I was like, he's so respectable. He's so quiet. He's so shy. He's not loud. He's not obnoxious. He's, he's kind of the polar opposite of a typical, what you would presume as a typical hockey player is how I like to put it. Um, and yeah, we, when we started going long distance, it obviously everyone has their problems when it comes to long distance. It's not easy. I think it takes a very strong, not just a person, but partners to be able to do long distance. And yeah, it helped for sure. Like I had, I had a lot of trust in him. So trust was never really a huge issue for us. So basically, yeah, I just, I mean, we gained a friendship over the year, which made it super easy. I trusted him. I knew a lot about him. And then when it came to, you know, him actually moving away, um, I obviously didn't think it was responsible for me to go. I was in school and I had a job and my family's here. And I never really kind of thought about moving away and like being a part of the hockey life with him. It just like was just never a thought because he was always in Windsor, like for his all of his OHL career. So I didn't even think really about the future when it came to, oh my God, he's going to move away. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So and you really don't we, ever know, right? Like it's like, then, yeah, you start dating just, and then it's like, you find out when it's actually happening and they're leaving. <laughs> well, yeah. And like towards the, like, I mean, towards kind of like, I don't know, like after, I'd say a few months of dating, I found out, we found, I mean, he signed a contract mm-hmm. and I, I had never been in a relationship with like uh, someone in like, going to be a professional athlete. So I was like, oh my gosh, uh, what does this even mean? Like, I don't really <laughs> understand. I had always had a plan for my life. So I never really thought about having to kind of alter it so that it would work for both of us. His first year, it was hard, obviously, because I'm I'm just a little bit more needy. I think he's a little needy, too. Like, we both are just like, it sucks being away from each other. We almost like pick fights sometimes because we're away from each other, because we miss each other. Oh, 100%. Oh, so that's, honestly, I think that was our only really big issue. But I got to visit him a, a good amount, at least. I think I visited him four times that season. So it was good. Yeah, I think, like, if you are not picking fights with each other when you're doing long, doing long distance, it's like, how? <laughs> I mean, like, you don't see each other, and sometimes it's for several months at a time, and it's easy to kind of not line up. It's like a puzzle piece that won't fit sometimes with long distance. It's like you're on different schedules and trying to keep up with, like, the up-down situation. That has always really thrown off routine for me what are some things that you struggled with when you guys were doing long distance our schedules were opposite I was like in pre-nursing so my schedule was pretty um crazy yeah like our scheduling that kind of was hard for me because you know he'd have games and I would have to be going to sleep because I have school in the morning and I didn't that it wasn't it wasn't too bad I think right now our schedules are really out of line because he's two hours behind me. And for three weeks, he was three hours behind me. And I'm a wake up early kind of person. He's not waking up till, you know, 12 my time. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think we're having a harder time with timing and scheduling issues. But when we were long distance that first year, it wasn't too bad. 
Oh, yeah. And that's interesting, too, that it kind of changes. And yeah, I don't know, just thinking to like hockey in general and relationships in general, like it's always a shift. Like there's so many things that happen all the time and you're always having to like adapt and be like, okay, this is our new like life. This is our new normal. Like how do we make this work? Like for us, we're in the smallest apartment we've ever lived in together and it's like very close quarters in here. So I was telling my husband last night, I'm like, look, we need to like find a way to like cohabitate basically because this is small in here, you know, like we have to. I was going to say, are you someone who needs their own space? That's totally me. I yeah, need my own space. for sure. Did you guys find a way or like even now, since you're kind of in it again, like what are some things that you're doing and able, and able to like align with each other? Um, he, I work for my stepdad's company. So he has to, you know, FaceTime me in his morning, which is my afternoon. Um, when he wakes up, it's no big deal for me to, you know, hop on a FaceTime call with him for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And we talk throughout the day. We text. We honestly, we do text a lot. We do, we do get on as many like FaceTimes as possible. Like we are constantly talking to each other. It's just more so like, okay, I go to bed at nine. So that's, you know, eight o'clock their time. They actually have dinner sometimes, dinner plans at eight o'clock, the Mm -hmm. team does. So then he's up till three o'clock my time, which is one o'clock. It's just, it, that that part to me is just kind of frustrating because I'm just like I'm really only getting to talk to him a few times like not that much throughout the day because he's has practice and you know he has <laughs> nap <laughs> all those uh, fundamentals of his life yeah. napping he needs to game like yeah yeah and you always have to go around their schedule right <laughs> yeah and I think that was my hardest part when we did start you know living together and finding out like okay now I have to adapt around him and I never had to do that before. Did you ever find yourself feeling resentful for having to do that? Did I ever feel resentful? No I I, no I never felt resentful like towards him because at the end of the day I did grasp the concept when I decided I was going to move with him that it really does take like a very selfless person to give up what they have at home their family, their career, their job, their school, whatever it may be, to go live with someone who they love, who, you know, they they can't change their schedule for us. They can't, you know, they can't be like, okay, I'm not playing hockey anymore because, you know, you're in school doing this program, so I'm going to come live with you. Like, that's just, that's just not an option. And so I never felt resent, like, resentment towards him. I was more, so a little bit resentful to myself because I was like Drew why didn't you plan out plan out your like what you were going to do better you just got up and moved like you didn't really give much thought to it um I think I was more pissed at myself than anything but at the end of the day I figured it out so it's a learning process it all is it's a huge learning process yeah and I think you see like especially with social media like you feel like you always have to have it all together and it always figured out and it looks like people just like snap their fingers and everything's all good but I think it takes time and effort and communication in order to like you know find that balance in your life absolutely yeah hockey is not balanced (laughs) oh no no and I don't think it ever will be (laughs) no um unfortunately but 
So at the same time, fortunately, because it's fun, right? Yeah, it has its its pros and cons for sure. And absolutely, going back to when you guys decided to move in together for the first time, what was that first year like for you? Um, first year was hectic and a lot of learning curves just kind of thrown at us because first of all, I was his first girlfriend. So, you know, we went from being together a lot in Windsor, but you know, now I'm like, okay, I don't have a job currently not in school. Um, I guess I'm just going to be like the housewife and like, (laughs) I'm just gonna have to figure it out along the way. And sorry, and sorry to interrupt you, but when you did move with him, where was that? When I did move with him, it was in Utica. Yeah. Okay. And the HL. Yeah, we started off in Utica. HL. Yep. Okay. Um, it was hard. Uh, he broke his foot that year, so um, you know, we were living together. I had no family close by. I mean, the closest was like seven hours. Um, my regular friends were not super accepting of me making this move so there was kind of some bridges burned there so not only that but I mean him with a broken foot he was at home all the time so I never had and we were in a loft so I mean the space (laughs) like like what you're dealing with now space is confined Mm -hmm. um it was hard it was honestly hard trying to figure out okay great he has his routine he has his schedule he knows what he has to do Okay, what's my routine? What's my schedule going to be? How am I going to feel fulfilled? But for the both of us, like, how am I going to put my life into his and still feel fulfilled? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm not able to provide. I'm not able to, you know, add some substance into our relationship. I never wanted to be that kind of girl, um, considering I did have, you know, my career, my life, everything I thought I had planned out until I decided to make a move. So. Yeah. And so he broke his foot. So yeah, that would not be easy moving in with someone for the first time. So was that kind of, how did he feel about that? And like being in a confined space, do do you feel like one of you handled that better than the other? Yeah, I think so. I think he handled it. I feel like he handles all situations really well. I don't, he doesn't, (laughs) he's very, like, he's a very calm guy and I'm not a calm girl. Like I, (laughs) will totally admit that I am like a huge extrovert. He's a little bit more of an introvert. He's very calm, cool, collected. And I'm, you know, talk, say my opinion loud, like have no problems with confronting problems. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He, he couldn't, he couldn't drive. So I could always take the car. And if I wanted to, you know, go do whatever, read somewhere, I could go to Barnes and Noble. I could have walked around the mall what little mall we had. We were in Utica, New York. There wasn't many options, but I walk around Target a lot, almost every day. Oh yeah. That's what I do when I'm at home. Oh yeah. This, Here again. That and then, and there's this place called at home and it's like a decor store and it's all just decor. So I'd spend most of my time in those stores walking around. And obviously I had, I know not all teams are blessed with a lot of really great girls, but when I say we had a lot of great girls, I'm not joking. Like it was the best experience, especially girl wise. Like we just had, first of all, we had a lot of them. Like we had like 12 to 20 at some points, like throughout the last three years. And they all 
they were all just so amazing and such like a family feel. So I had them as well. So we both tried to put in our efforts of making it easier. It was definitely harder on me because I was cooking and cleaning and I mean, he had a broken foot, so he couldn't do much. Mm -hmm. He had a big cast on in a small loft. You mentioned how your friends were kind of had some reservations about you making that move with him. And I'm curious, Mm -hmm. like, first of all, I find it always so odd when people have to like share their opinions on that because it's not their life, you know? And I just, how were you able to navigate that? Is that, and you said there's was bridges burned. So do you feel like, was that kind of just a relationship ender for you and someone placed that judgment or did you try to like kind of explain it to them, even though you really shouldn't have to? I hate when it comes to, I said, I'm good at confronting. I'm good at all that stuff. One thing I cannot do is I hate losing friends or having problems with friends. Like I just don't do well with it. Like I take my friendships super seriously and not to say I haven't played fault in, you know, friendships not working out. But um, when it came to my friends from Windsor, who, oh God, I mean, they were in my life for some of them, six, seven years, like eight years. Like it was definitely, I felt like when Jalen and I started getting super serious and he was long distance and we were doing long distance, I should say, um, I didn't want to go out as much. And I was always kind of the girl who was down to go out on weekends and whatever. But when he's gone, I just wanted to stay inside. Like I wanted my friends to like, just want to come over and not go clubbing. Like we've been doing for the three years prior. Like there comes a point where I think I grew up a little bit faster than they did. When mm-hmm. in the aspect of what they do for extracurriculars and I was just <laughs> over partying. Yeah. So I think they had a hard time adjusting to you know, what they called the new Drew, like they didn't really know how to be around me because they want to do one thing and I just didn't want to do it. And then when I moved, they threw me a going away party with my family, which was so nice, but it was just awkward vibes. Like I just, I just had a feeling that when I went away, something was going to happen. And I've struggled with anxiety for a few years now. So when I moved away, that's a huge, like, anxiety trigger like change is an anxiety trigger for me and mm-hmm. I live a changing life 24 7 right so I really needed to I hadn't learned how to manage it that first year now I'm better but I just wanted like my friends from home to reach out to me and be like hey how was the move how are you doing like are you settling in like how's the girls there like ask me questions I did not get a text from any of them for like months until I personally reached out and said okay, you guys are being shit friends. Um, I tried making it work for a long time and it didn't work. So yeah, we're mutual. Like I'm back in Windsor now. I haven't, I don't see them. Um, I mean, we're all, we're all mutual. We won't, you know, if we see each other out, we're not going to ignore each other. We'll say hi and give a hug and ask how you're doing, but mm-hmm. we aren't you know, best friends anymore. So yeah. As you were saying that, I felt like you were like, speaking from my mind a little bit because I feel like I had kind of a similar experience with some of my friends and you know I will fully admit like before like when I was single I would like go out every weekend like I was like always down for a good time and like going and partying and stuff and that like 1000% shifted when I met my husband and he is not a partier he does not even drink and so that was like kind of a major shift when we 
started dating and it's not like he never was like, I don't want you to go out. It wasn't that. It was more so like, well, I don't really want to go out without you because it's not really as fun for me, like going out. It's I not. mean, like yeah, every once in a while, sure, like let's go out with a group of our girlfriends, but like, you know how those nights go. Like sometimes you like drink too much and then whatever and everybody separates yeah. and then it's like, it's not a comfortable, like settling feeling. And I started no. recognizing that, like when I would go out with my friends and I slowly kind of stopped going. And I remember like when I would go back home to San Diego, there was like some of my guy friends, occasionally I would start going out again, literally once every like maybe six or seven months or something. Right, and yeah. They would make a big fuss about it and be like, oh, like look what the cat dragged in. Oh my gosh, nice yeah. to see you. Haven't seen you in forever. And I'm like, this does not make me want to come out with you guys. No, <laughs> I'm here, appreciate it, and let it go. Yeah. yeah, don't say anything. Just be quiet. Like, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I yeah. felt like when I, I did come around, it wasn't, like, appreciated anymore. So I'm like, well, screw it. I'm not going to come around anymore. And I think, yeah, like, I want to do other things with you guys. Like, I want to go get coffee, or I want to go do, like, a yoga class, and then we can go get, like, a glass of wine after, because that's like what I like to do. I want to be able to connect with you on like a level that's not like, let's go out and get shit hammed at the bar and feel like crap the next day. And then like not have my boyfriend around to like comfort me and me have horrible hangover anxiety the next day. So I literally took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. No, the friends I have now through hockey, I have a couple of really great, great friends who I can like, I know for a fact no matter if we're on the same team together or not or whatever, I know that they'll always make an effort to reach out to me and vice versa. And I know we'll be best friends forever. So I'm not concerned. I'm happy with like what I have going on right now. It's kind of a blessing in disguise anyways, because those same friends that I had here in Windsor, they're still doing the exact same thing now. And it's what, three years later, almost two years later. Mm -hmm. So nothing's changed and I definitely have. So yeah, that's that. I'm going to surround myself with people that make me feel good and people that understand and people that get my life and they don't judge me for it. It's just about to say, it's more so the getting the whole, like getting your life situation. Like it's easy to talk to the girls you meet through hockey and you know, the guys are on road trips, like you're bonding, you're having sleepovers, you're you know, having a lot of wine at games. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things where it, you know, this all happened for a reason. I'm happy to be where I am now when it comes to, especially when it comes to friendships. Like it all happened for a reason. Now I have a really great group of girls that I can totally count on. And I definitely say, like, I couldn't say that before, you know. Moving into now, what are some ways that you're able to handle the unknown and the uncertainty of hockey? I'm, you know, you, you follow my healthful account. I'm really into just being in the present moment and doing things in that moment that, you know, make me happy and try not to think of things, think about things that I have no control of. When it comes to hockey, I'm never going to have control over hockey. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be able to justify where we live or where he is or what we're doing, or if he gets a trade or if he's injured, like I'm never going to have control. I know for now on that I just have to place that on the back burner in my mind. You know what I mean? Kind of learning that I don't have a control over hockey. So hockey's on the back burner in my mind and I just kind of have to go with the flow. I have to do things that keep me, you know, I say, I call it grounded, what keeps me grounded throughout mm -hmm. the day. So walks, meditation, you know, 
reading, whatever it may be. I'm pretty busy with work and school, so I keep myself busy, but it's, I don't think I'll ever be totally used to it and totally comfortable with it. Like, cause I still do get anxiety. Change still is going to give me anxiety. Maybe not to the extent that it did, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's still gonna affect me some, some way or somehow. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really want to talk about like the ups, up and downs, right? So my husband, he was up and down ECHL, AHL several times. We did that for like two years and it was so hard. And you mentioned how your boyfriend was, has kind of been like an extra defenseman in the NHL. So he was like called up a lot and then you guys would be back down. So will you just tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so his first year he got called up once and then he was injured most of the year. Um, but then, not his first year, his second year, sorry. And then this past year, um, yeah, he was he was called up a lot. Um, it was it's it was kind of crazy because we live so the farm team is in upstate New York, and then Vancouver is well out west in Canada. So it would take two. It was like a fourteen hour day to get there, like literally going to Europe. <laughs> so he needed to be called up. He was it was a fourteen hour travel day, which was so crazy. Um, yeah, this year was just absolutely insane with up and downs. Like, I remember at one point he he got called up and I think I waited like a week and a half to go or something. I don't know what happened, but I went home for some reason, probably to drop off my dog. That makes sense. I probably came home to drop off my dog because I didn't want to bring her just because the um, apartments that the Canucks put you up in, you're not allowed to have dogs there. <laughs> what do people do? Which Everybody is- has a dog. <laughs> Right. I, yeah. Some people like they, there's another apartment you can go to, I'm pretty sure, but it's always booked out because like you said, everyone has dogs. So, um, so I brought my dog home for my parents to watch and then I flew out there and I was out there. I'm not joking for, I think like 23 hours and he got sent down. So we had to take a red eye that night. Like we were leaving at like, meanwhile, I just traveled all day. Right. So we had to take a red eye that night. So we left at like 11 o'clock their time, which is what, two o'clock our time. Got into New York, which is not usually a flight that we do. Usually we fly right into Syracuse because then it's only an hour drive to Utica. But we flew into New York, had to get there at like 5 a.m., then had to do a four-hour drive. They had a car service pick us up. Four-hour drive back to Utica got to Utica. He played that night. The next night we had our Christmas party and then we got home from our Christmas party at like 2 a.m. 6.30 a.m. He got a call that he got called up. So we were home for like 48 hours. So then he left and then I left and yeah, that's just one of the craziest. I was, I think I was on in total like seven flights in six days. How do you even like compartmentalize that when it's happening like how do I just deal with it like yeah like I mean it's like how do you even make sense of that it's like there's so many moving parts I know I don't even I don't even sometimes like put much thought into it I think that's the key is not putting thought into it I would just pack my bag and I would go and it was that simple I would make sure I have like everything sorted out for my dog and if if I didn't have uh, we had a couple girls watch Josie for us, um, and that was amazing. And that's also, you know, the family feel like I could just drop Josie off and she'd be okay. 
Um, but my parents helped out a lot when it came to Josie because obviously I wanted to be a part of him in Vancouver as much as possible and he never got to play or anything but it was still cool for him to be there and it's a good learning experience he's still getting to practice with them and you know that's all that matters and he's happy with that too so I just wanted to be out there because last summer we had lived out there so that he could train so we I was already obsessed with Vancouver so every chance that I could get I would go and yeah it was a lot like he would he would have a flight already booked like ready for him in two hours and I would either have to go on the internet and hope to God I can get a flight that I'm not too late that I can get on the same flight as him or I'd have to fly out at a different time. And would you have to book your own flights or would the team uh, cover that for you? They cover one round of trips a year. Okay like one round trip? One round trip yeah okay so other than that then we we would have to pay for it. Okay I don't know like how did he feel about getting called up and not playing because I know just like I mean, my husband has not played in the NHL, but like with AHL, like he's played a fair amount of games in the AHL, but then um, there was one season where he just was called up all the time. Um, Like you said, just as an extra defenseman. And I know he just felt so discouraged because he would do these super long travel days and then he'd be scratched and then they'd send him back down. And then a week later, they'd call him back up and then he'd be scratched. And it was like this kind of cycle and... I remember it was just so taxing on him and on me because we never knew what was happening, you know? Right. Right. Like I said, I mean, he handles, like, I'm sure it probably, I wouldn't say bothered him because when you're going up to, you know, the NHL, I feel like you can't have expectations. Mm-hmm. It's, know, it's an opportunity regardless. It's an opportunity regardless. You don't know much. They don't give too much information. Uh, sometimes you don't even know what the injury, you know, a player sustains. Like, you don't really know what's happening. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he was just thankful to be up there. Um, obviously, he's making some good money when he's up there. He's getting to practice with the guys. He's getting to, like, build friendships and relationships and, you know, same. So I think that's all that matters to him. And he's he's confident with how he plays. And he plays he plays all the time in Utica, obviously. So you know, he's confident in his game and he knows that if it's meant to be that he'll, he'll get a shot eventually. He's still young. Like you just never know. You you really never know. Mm -hmm. So totally. I mean, yeah, it is. The traveling is the hard part. I think that was more dawning on him than anything because he had to do all this crazy traveling, like literally to Europe and back. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was, it's long travel days. So if anything, that and then the time difference the time change really screws with you three hours is no joke three hours is almost worse than six hours I always say that like when I would go to Europe with my family it would be a six hour time difference sometimes and I'd be like nope three hours I swear is worse (laughs) (laughs) like it's harder on your body it's just so weird it's just like a weird time yeah and it's like you you really have like no time to prepare when those things happen because it's like when they need someone they need someone now and you have to go. go I remember there was one time, um, actually Charlie was in Syracuse and Greenville. Those were like the teams he would be up and down between. And, um, there was one time I was, we were long distance when he did that. And, um, I flew out to see him and he got, uh, called up while I was there in Greenville two days into my trip after I haven't seen him for so many months. And I was like devastated. 
Did you ever comment so that like you weren't there when he got called up or like you guys were long distance when something like that happened or no, 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 I never have. I I had some girls this year who they came to Utica and their boyfriends had gotten sent down as soon as they got there or they were like about to board a flight and their boyfriend got sent down. So, um, no, I have not, I've not had to deal with that. I've heard of that. (laughs) Being at the airport and they're like, don't get on the plane. (laughs) No. Oh, that sounds so terrible. No, I haven't had to deal with that. His first year, he didn't, um, he didn't get called up at all. So that that's when we were distant. So he was just in Utica the entire time. Um, so yeah, but luckily, yeah, no, that's yeah. one thing I'm sure at one point in my life, I'm going to have to deal with that situation. Um, but no, not yet. Yeah. But it's like, you get stronger every single year. Like that was so early on in our relationship. And even though like we were so serious at that point, I was like, distraught when that would happen and now I'm like if you left for a week I don't know if I'd be so upset it might be kind of nice it might be kind of like a little vacation (laughs) right oh my gosh I I, yeah when they do road trips and they would be gone for like four days like we'd be like okay yeah four days I can deal with that like (laughs) a really clean house for four days I'd always say that like oh my gosh I'm gonna have the cleanest house for four days yeah, exactly. So you can just do everything that, would, that you that you would do normally if you were by yourself. <laughs> exactly. So time, I think that when you're with someone twenty four seven, a little time apart is great. And at the beginning of like him going to Vancouver for camp, this um, whatever whatever you want to call this, I don't even know what this is like playoffs, like whatever they had a camp before. And at first, I was like no I'm just gonna be like you know distance makes the heart grow fonder we've been in quarantine together in my parents basement so there's one crazy thing um and we had just spent all season together and then before that we lived together in the summer and spent the whole other season together so we've been together for like you know a solid three years Mm -hmm. 24 7 Mm -hmm. so I was like oh it might be nice but now it's like six weeks in and I'm like okay, you can come back now. I'm yeah, actually, that's, that's a long I, time. <laughs> I'm at yeah, like one like, week. I'm like, okay, let's one week. One week. <laughs> yeah. one week is great. And then like the second, third, fourth week hits and you're like, okay, this is over with. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So, okay. Like what I was saying, most of us pay attention to like what team our spouse is on, right? Like I follow whatever team my husband plays on. And I think like when NHL hockey is on like obviously everybody kind of watches that probably because like your spouse watches that you know if your husband's not playing on the team you're not going to follow every team in the league typically um, no no so will you tell everybody a little bit about like what's happening with like the new guidelines and COVID and are are the girls not allowed to go I don't know if they specifically said like your wife children and everyone can't go I, they're in a hotel right like they can't stay outside of the hotel like they have to stay with their team so I feel like if girls did go then there'd just be no point um because the first two weeks that they flew to camp they were in quarantine like they couldn't leave their hotels at all um they all had to obviously go to the hotel they got tested they had test days I think it was like probably three or four times a week and they weren't going to the rink or anything after a few days um, after like all the guys got tested and their results came back negative. They did have like, I don't, 
a suite. Yeah, it was like a suite, a two floor suite that they could go to and they could all just like hang out and play video games or play poker or listen to music or do whatever. So they did have the opportunity <laughs> to- Sounds like a bachelor party. Right? It, like, <laughs> it kind of is, so I guess. Yeah, like all the guys are just like living their best lives. Um, but yeah, so they got to have like a little area um, where they could all meet up so that they weren't you know, stuck in their room the entire time. Um, and when they got to do practice, like when they got to finally do practices, um, they were separated into groups, like the Canadian group, the U.S. European group, kind of those kind of things. And they would just have to stick with their groups. So they would meet each other in the lobby and walk over together. Um, obviously, they have to wear masks everywhere they go. If they're in the rink watching a game. Um, even now, they have to wear um, masks and they're constantly getting tested, which is good. Yeah, how often so they're are they getting every tested? Stage. Um, I want to say, I, like, I don't know for sure, but I think it's, like, a few times a week. Like, for sure, three times a week. Wow. So, but they're not, like, getting the full, now that they've gotten tested once or twice, getting, like, the actual, you know, to the brain. <laughs> the, one, the, like, the cotton swab up to your brain. Yeah. Um, they're not doing that all the time. They're just like getting it halfway in their nose or in the back of their throat, things like that. Okay. Such a weird time we're living in right now. It's like, who would have thought? So weird. It's so weird. And even like when he's sending me snaps of like the games, cause he just goes and watches all the games cause they're all in the same arena. And I'm like, that's just so weird. There's no fans. Like there's just covers on the seats. Like, oh, it's so strange to me. Yeah, so is every guy that's there playing in these games, do they all get access to be able to go sit in the arena and watch them? Yeah, they all get to go watch the games, like whatever games they want to watch. Okay, well, that's kind of nice in a way. I'm sure that helps with, like, the boredom. (laughs) And and it looks, I mean, it seems to me like their situation in Edmonton is nice. Like, each team has their own floor, and every floor, I don't know about the Canucks floor, but I saw, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs floor like it's decorated to be like Toronto so they're kind of they made it I think they've made it really homey and I know that throughout this whole situation like they've done a really good job at making the guys feel you know as normal as possible in the situations that they're in yeah and And being confined to hotel rooms don't help oh no not at all I could like that would I'm someone like I mean I can like chill like I I'm a big relaxer. Like, (laughs) I don't mind, like, staying at home. I'm kind of a homebody. But I do have to get out every day. Like, like, Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Being in a hotel for that long, being quarantined, is probably rough. But it helps that they have that sweet thing going on because then they could just go hang out. But I've been seeing a lot of girls just, like, on instagram who like haven't been going with their husband so it's like i'm not i'd be interested to hear if allowed because you would think like if they are getting tested that often like if the girls were to go out there like they would have to get tested that often right and then like you're yeah so then it's like they're entering like that the nhl bubble or whatever which is what that really is right just like kind of staying in the hotel yeah so when they were in vancouver because right now they're in edmonton right everyone's in edmonton um, so when they were in Vancouver for the two week quarantine, when everyone flew in and then for the, I think it was like three weeks of camp or a two week camp, um, after the, like the two weeks quarantine, when camp came along, 
they were allowed to, you know, go out to dinner in Vancouver, like with each other, they were allowed to go to the malls, like they were allowed to do things like that. They were still getting tested. And I mean, everything was came back good. Um, there was there is like a couple, a couple of girlfriends that live out there. Um, so obviously, they could go when like, their training day was done they Uh could go to the mall with their significant other or go to dinner or whatever it may be um but they weren't allowed to stay with them that was the only thing like they had to like the guys had to stay in the hotel and in terms of going with them to Edmonton because that's where playoffs are I mean there just wouldn't I think all the girls just wouldn't go because there's really not a point because they can't go and watch the games you Uh know what I mean like it is a strictly a bubble there like they can't go watch the games. The guys are really just in the hotel. They go to dinner as a team. They bust to the rink together. Like it's pretty like secluded. So there would be no point. And I don't think that you just wouldn't see them. Even if you did go, you just wouldn't be able to see them at all. That would be really hard. And I think like if you had kids too, like. That's not- what I always think about. I'm always thinking about like, especially like girls who are just having babies like this. Oh off season oh it just like breaks my heart that this is like obviously well not obviously but some people try to plan when they have the kids so that you know their first their first child especially or like being born during off season so that you know their husband gets to spend as much time with them in the beginning stages as possible before they have to go off to camp and I think that's just like so heartbreaking to me that they just it's just not like that and this is what they've decided to do and yeah this is this is the off season for everyone right like everybody's supposed to be enjoying summer right now I'm sure there's girls that are pregnant right now that have their spouse Mm -hmm. playing in these games and I'm just like what would you do like would you you would have to go to Edmonton and get a hotel room like what do you do But, but no no you just stay home like and, going to Edmonton and getting a hotel room is just like no like the guys are allowed like the guys are allowed to fly home for their like they're not they're not rude they're gonna like let them fly home <laughs> to like give like human birth rape. to their child right like that is you that is just go. so imagine oh my gosh that'd be terrible no they're allowed to go home for a few days and for that aspect of it obviously okay. so okay. that's a good thing so it's not like they're missing the birth and they're getting um we have like a new off season now, right? So our off season is going to be whenever playoffs is done. Till I obviously don't know full details. I don't think anyone does. I don't even think the NHL has full details of what's going to be happening. Um, but it looks like it'll probably be, you know, December, January, maybe. That's what I've been hearing. But obviously don't quote me on that. Yeah. And I know I asked you this and you said like you didn't know, but it's just to, like when I'm thinking about the whole situation and just how it's all lined up, how do you how do you get back on track you know because if the season's like it the season normally starts in October if or September and if it doesn't start until December January is it is this going to be like the new normal so me as like the planner I am I'm always like thinking ahead I'm like trying to think like I was trying to work out that scenario in my head so my the only thing I could come up with I was like well maybe like they'll condense this next this next season that starts in December January maybe they'll just condense it maybe they'll like not play as many games or maybe they'll just like have more games going on in the week Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like they already play so much that 
more games in the week, you're just asking for injuries. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I don't know. I wish I did know. It would help my anxiety a lot. <laughs> I'd have more of a plan. <laughs> but I don't I know. know. I have no. I have no clue. It's so weird. Yeah, and it. Yeah, I'm. I, the whole thing is weird, and it's like you. Could, I ask like a lot of people what they think about it. Like we have a good friend who, um, he's the coach of the ECHL team that we played for, and um, yeah, he. Because I just was like, how do you get back on track? Like, and he was like. I honestly have no idea. Like it just yeah, no one knows. like a cycle. Like it's like okay, but they have to do something. Like they have to limit that, right? Because then I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm like babbling no, on, but like really, it's just like my mind can't even figure it out. No, I it doesn't. It, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. But I think like I feel like everyone's probably worried that there's gonna be a second wave. Oh, so I think it's already I, happened. At least in the U.S. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The U S is a whole different situation, but like for us in Canada, I feel like, I don't know. And even around the world, like, I don't know if there's going to ever be an, a second wave. Like, I don't know. The U S is just bad in general when it comes to, obviously we all know we don't need to get into politics, but it's just yeah. a shit show over there right now. Oh, right? Gosh. oh yes. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. I'm curious to see how it works. I think everyone's kind of just playing it by year. And that's all we can do. So I'm trying not to stress. Do you know, like, how the playoff format has changed? Is it now five games over seven? Um, so all I know is that right at this moment, teams are playing, like, qualifying rounds. For example, like, the Canucks are always, like, for the next five games are going to be playing the Minnesota Wild. They have to win three out of five, obviously. One of the teams has to win three out of five in order to move into round one of playoffs. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think all the teams are doing qualifying rounds right now. But the Canucks are. So I'm not, I'm not really fully, I don't, like you said, you pay attention to the team that your husband plays for. I yeah. really only play, pay attention to his team. So yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll know. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's too week. much hockey. Yeah. I try to keep updated on every single oh team. My God. <laughs> no, God, no, I can't do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're over here in Europe and my husband's trying to, stream the games at like 12 a.m I'm like oh my god go to bed (laughs) so are the games like all day long well yesterday's game start it's like started at two yeah two to 10 30 so yeah there's a lot of games yeah (laughs) like we gotta get full day this yeah yeah exactly it's a full day so what keeps you busy while you guys are separated well I am working um for my stepdad and I'm like launching my own supplement and wellness brand with my mom. And then I am in school. I'm in nutrition school so I can become a holistic health coach in November. And I have my healthful Drew page, which like keeps me pretty, pretty busy. So with those three things, like I'm constantly doing something. So I'm really never bored and I work out a lot and I like to read and I go to bed early. I wake up early. Like, and you go, and it's nice to have that routine, you know. I feel, I feel like now because I've been in quarantine so long, I have a routine. But usually during off season, I feel like I don't have a routine at all, and I'm like, oh my god, I need hockey season to start again so I can have a routine. Because when we're <laughs> like in our own place with our own furniture and our own things, I feel like I'm at my prime to just have a good routine. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But then again, that's such a mindset thing, right? Because you think like, okay, it is. because it it's is. hockey season, now I can have a routine. But you could probably create one because it seems like you have like a lot of things that you, like I asked you about what your morning routine was um, Yeah, yeah. on your page. And yeah, yeah it seems like you, like, it's pretty I calculated. Know. I feel like I'm surprised that you don't as much during the off season. Yeah. I, I like from me last year, like last off season, and like I'm just gonna say this is off season because it feels like off season yeah. to me right now. <laughs> um, for me, last off season to me, this off season, I feel like I'm just a different person. Like I went into nutrition school and I'm like learning all these things, and I have I only started my healthful Drew account like not long ago, a few months four or five months ago so it's all kind of new so now that I've kind of find found ways to like I said I deal with anxiety so managing my anxiety and everything now that I've found ways to do so I just now do it every day and it just helps I need to have a routine that's what I've learned I need to have a routine if Mm -hmm. I want to be not anxious Mm -hmm. totally yeah and I don't know about you but like it's so much easier for me to have like a nighttime routine for some reason like I'm I have a very, like, ritual nighttime routine that I do, like, as I'm winding down for bed to, like, get my mind prepared to go to sleep. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to do this in the morning? Because I need that. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the same way. I have definitely a nighttime. I'm definitely a morning time. I have it all. I just have a routine all day. I have some, I plan, like, my agenda, I plan out my day. Like, even, like, take a shower. Like, I put that (laughs) in there. And I check it off. I'm, like, so, so weird when it comes to checklists. Like, this is new. I was not like this, like, at all. So, I don't know, ever since quarantine hit, I'm just, like, a new person. So weird. Yeah, I like well, it, though. Hopefully I can maintain it. Yeah. But. Well, I think, like, anxiety kind of runs high, like, in quarantine. If you don't really write everything down, like, even a shower, it lives in the back of your mind. And then, like, if you don't have it, like, on a, out in front of you, you're like, okay, when am I going to squeeze this in? So, exactly. I don't think Especially it's weird at all. We're like living, well, I'm living with my, my parents right now. So high stress is definitely there. I haven't, I haven't been in Windsor, like in my hometown for more than I'd say eight days in the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So now I've been here since March and it's just <laughs> it's a whole different, like this is a whole different experience for me. I forgot what it's like living back in Windsor. It's weird. Yeah, I think moving it back in with your parents after, like, not living with them is, like, an adjustment for sure. Because I've always had my own rule, like, gosh, I haven't, yeah, like I said, I haven't lived at home in two and a half years. Even when I did live in Windsor before, when Jalen and I did that year distance, we had our own, well, I had my own apartment. So I had been moved out for a while, three years, three and a half years almost. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just, I'm the type of person that I need my own space. I need my own things and I don't have any of that here. So that's the challenging part. I feel like I succeed better when I have like my own area, my own space for sure. So that's hard. Sharing space with my parents is, I mean, I love my parents to death. Like they're great, but it's just, it takes a toll on you after Mm -hmm. the first month for sure. Do you guys have an apartment that you can go back to when he's finished or will you guys stay there for the off season until December or January and then figure out what, what's next for, for next year? Oh God, I don't think we will be staying here. No, we've been thinking about um, going because last off season we were in Vancouver so he could train with the trainers there. So I feel like 
we might be leaning towards that again. But I'm not sure. I need to see what he wants to do, where he wants to train, and we'll figure it out from there. Hopefully, we just like he's American, so he can go to the states whenever. Um, so we just have to kind of figure out that portion of it, because um, his family's in the states and all that fun stuff. So it's been hard. Mm-hmm. Where's he from? So he is from Ypsilanti, Michigan. So it's honestly, I, I'm from Windsor, so I border Detroit. So he lives just like 40 minutes over the border. Oh, okay. Do you think that will cause any issues with you guys, just with everything with COVID right now? Um, well, the whole time during quarantine, he didn't even, he stayed with me and my family. And then he, when he was flying to Vancouver, he went over a couple of days early to see his family and then flew to Van from Detroit. But I don't think so. I feel like, yeah, he's going to have to go at some point. But the loophole right now is that I guess like Canadians can fly into the States and it not be an issue. But like if they land cross, it's an issue. I don't know. People have been, I've just been seeing people flying into the States, which is so weird. Like Canadians and just like getting in. I know. I feel like we could do a whole hour episode on this. It's like I've seen so many different things and like, I don't know because right? we're not, neither of us are Canadian. So I really like haven't had to really research research it but I've seen a lot of people posting in like the expat group yeah. about it I'm like what have people done yeah. yeah so I don't know I think he I think it won't be an issue I think we'll be fine staying in Canada um I think that's what he wants to do anyways so I'm not too concerned we'll figure it out like I said I wish I I wish I had I wish for myself I had answers but I don't like I know we've talked about going back to Vancouver during off season and we've talked about maybe staying here I don't know how much longer I can stay with my parents, love them, but I don't think I can do it much longer. <laughs> if you're listening, love you, but <laughs> yeah, need to but get out. <laughs> sorry, I gotta go, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So do you guys have any idea what's happening next year? Or just kind of going with the flow and wait until something happens? It's his contract year, so he just finishes three-year entry level. So like usually like contracts would start being signed over the beginning of off-season, right? but because of playoffs and everything. So we have no idea what is happening, what is contract going to be like, where we're going to be. Um, hopefully once playoffs are over, there'll be more talk so that we can figure it out. But as of right now, no clue. That's another stress on its own. Yeah, so. I know. So much stress. And you are not alone. Oh. I know a lot of girls are just all like over the can, place. Yeah, you can only think about it so much before you like lose your mind. So you just have to be like, okay. We'll just need to not out. think about it. That's it. Yeah. It'll, yeah like, everything will happen for out. a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just go into a deep meditation yeah. for like 10 hours a day and then it won't cross your mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? It's actually so nice because um, me being in Windsor right now, like two of my best friends from hockey, they actually don't live far from me. So I've been able to, you know, one of them came and visited me. Um, last weekend, I'm visiting another one this upcoming weekend and then I'm we're all getting together in Toronto in like two weeks. So it oh, hasn't been so too, too bad. I've been able to go see them. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming on the pod today. Where can people find you on Instagram or if you have yeah, a website? On Instagram, on Instagram, it's either Drew underscore shot. Um, that's my personal one. And then my healthful account is the healthful Drew. Perfect. And do you have a website? I do. It's www.thehealthfuldrew.com. Super easy. It's in the link in my bio. Perfect. Thank you so much.
Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week.